The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I am not here in great. I'm coming in to you live in Palm Springs, California, so I'm not hooked up the way I should be, so if I'm a little cracky, I apologize. We are on today with my co-host, Paul Michael Bowen, who you all like better than you like me. G'day, Paul. Hello. I still don't understand that, but, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, everyone likes you. You're funny, and I don't think you cuss as much. <laughs> I think that's kind of a, a big win here. Um, well, I've always had the r- right to self-censor, mm-hmm. so. Well, that's fair. Um, what do you think? Right now we have some interesting stuff going on in Hollywood land, no pun intended. Um, we've got kind of a resurgence of Friends. They're wanting to be a remake of the show, but the Friends show itself is still so popular. It's one of um, the most played shows in I agree. I actually uh, had a uh, small feature part on an episode of Friends a long, 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 long time ago, and every once in a while I get recognized from it. It's weird. Do you think it deserves the popularity it's still getting? Uh, I love the show then. I love the show now. So. Me too. It's, it's really, I mean, so many pop culture quotes and so many... Things came from friends. I'm still looking for my lobster. You know, people people still use those references, and um, I think remaking it is a really stupid idea. Well, is it with the same people, or is it with the same? Nope. Oh, okay. So this is one of those uh, like Fuller House or something like that. Nope. That, uh, At least Fuller uh, House is an is an extension. This is mm-hmm. not like, look, it's Chandler and Monica's kids. This is uh, a new series, new people playing different characters based on the same characters. So you'll have a new Rachel Green, you'll have uh, a new Monica, a new Ross, a new Joey. It's the same people, but set today. Yeah, well, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I like to see people working. So any new show, kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Come on. You know, it's, i, I got to say, it's like catching lightning in a bottle. To get a show that's that popular for that long, what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably the reason that it's, you know, that they want to do it, you know. Studios only want to do two original projects a year, period. 
I know. It's just... Uh, come on. I know. I mean, this is, you know, television was always at least a little bit more original. Go remake Gilligan's Island. The new generation isn't, you know, hasn't watched that. That's not a half bad idea. You do something like that. You can do that. It was a good sell. It shouldn't have been yanked off the air. It was yanked off because an executive's wife didn't like it, which is really stupid. Um, and could not happen today, by the way. No one's going to yank something because their wife doesn't like it. In heck, I even remember that the the original castaways were saved by the Harlem Globetrotters. Wow. Yeah. See how many people remember that TV movie? All right. <laughs> that was a mistake. But I'm just I'm saying, like, if you want to do something like that, if you want to do a remake, choose something more classic. Go back to the love boat. I, I don't know. But... You can't they tried redo the love I Love again. Lucy. I remember they tried again. I Love Lucy, oh, man, who are they going to put in that role, you know? We're talking one of the greatest comedians of all time. I know. It was what well, was offered. They actually offered to do it in the early 90s. They wanted to do a remake of I Love Lucy, and the person offered the role was Fran Drescher. And yeah. I thought that would be an interesting casting choice. She's a phenomenal physical comedian. But she turned it down and said, not a chance, <laughs> and did the nanny instead. Yeah, which was much, you know, yeah, because she she's a very original type uh, actress. She has a, a certain way about her her that is unique to her. her. So it should be something that was brand new to her, you know. Well, you yeah. can see the inspiration from, from Lucille Ball in the, in the nanny series. I'm just really astounded that they'd want to read you I Love Lucy. Like, who the hell, who are you going to put in there? Well, sometimes it's again. Worth it because, I mean, Tim Allen was offered the TV version of Tom of the Tom Hanks classic Turner and Hooch, and he turned it down. You know, like yeah. I said, it, it really comes down to, well, what can I say? Selena Gomez is going to be playing Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I, 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 um. I give up. I, I, I Hollywood, you have disappointed me. Well, that's good. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 really? Really? Selena Gomez? Really? Selena Gomez is Scarlett O'Hara. I mean, come on. If, who the hell are you going to get to play Vivian Lee? The answer that you get is not going to be Selena Gomez. And who the hell is going to be Rhett Butler? The only people we have these days that could handle it are like George Clooney. And you certainly yeah. can't put him against Selena Gomez. Otherwise, she's oh. going to look like a jellyfish being kicked around the set. Well, yeah, but, you know, I, I, being, being a middle-aged guy, I'm, I'm, you know, anytime I see a middle-aged guy with a, a girl that's way too young for him, I'm kind of like, uh, maybe this is a bad thing, you know, so. I, I don't uh, mind the older, younger thing. I'm all for that. Cool, everyone get your jollies, as long as everyone's legal. It's not bad. It's, you know George Clooney's not going to be playing Red Butler. So who are they going to put against Selena Gomez? Zac Efron? Actually, Zac Efron's pretty good, so they probably won't get him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they're t- are they turning into a comedy? Nope. <clears throat> it is literally a remake of Gone with the Wind. So, technically, with Selena Gomez, it will be a comedy. Uh, probably for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, MST, MST 3000 is relaunching, so they're going to need some new material. And I think that that would be something that they would possibly do. 
I'm just revolted that we're doing this. Who's going to play Heidi McDaniel, Rihanna? Heidi, who's going to play Nanny? Who's going to play Heidi McDaniel's character? One of the most iconic wow. characters. First person to get, you know, first, first black woman to get uh, an Oscar. Right. Well, first With person that, that comes character. to mind. First person that comes Pardon? to mind is Octavia. First person that comes to mind is Octavia Spencer. Uh, yeah, but she's already won an Oscar for playing a maid. I don't know if she's going to want to play one again. So, <laughs> but it's not even that. I, well, I think it's different. I, it's Nanny was a slave, not really a maid. But the um, she was both. You can't put yeah yeah. If you can't put Selena Gomez opposite Octavia, like, are you kidding me again? Jellyfish being kicked around the set. You can't put amazing actors in these roles, and the actors that could play these roles are amazing. You can't put them opposite Selena Gomez. No, she's a no, jellyfish. She doesn't have the acting bones. But they, 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 they've made mistakes before, and they'll make them again. And yeah, so. Gone with the Wind, starring Selena Gomez, is more than a mistake. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's just one of those, <laughs> really? Are we doing that? We're doing that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Is yeah. this how low we've sunk? <laughs> I, I mean, I so probably you... won't see that in the theater, you know. Uh... You, you've, you've suffered your punishment having to sit through Fifty Shades Darker? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, there you go. You're taking uh, your... Oh, there you go. Uh, with, with those two, remake on with the wind. There we go. I did, I did. Now, they'd probably be better. Um, I did watch Beauty and the Beast last night. Mm. Did you like that it? That was, it was surprisingly well done. Um, I thought the prince was beautifully cast as the Beast. Emma Watson kind of played Hermione Granger. Like, it wasn't, she wasn't, it wasn't a big departure for her. I thought it was incredibly well done. I love Luke Evans. She's one of my favorite actors. Um, you've got Emma Thompson, you've got Sir Ian McKellen, like you really couldn't go wrong with the cast. I just didn't see any chemistry. Once the Beast, I saw chemistry with uh, Emma Thompson and the Beast when he was a Beast, but once he was a guy again, there was no chemistry. Uh, it was very bizarre. I, it was very, very bizarre. Yeah, I haven't seen Did it yet, see it? so I'm at a loss. It was uh, really, it was very well done. It was done very much like the Broadway show. Uh, I can see the popularity for the Broadway show. Um, it didn't have a big departure from, obviously, from the Disney cartoon version. It didn't... It, it, I thought it would go more towards the uh, original fairy tale. The original French fairy tale, it didn't. It stuck with the Disney version. But, I mean, you've got Kevin Klein, You've got, you know, Emma Thompson, Ian McKellen. You've got um, Luke Evans. You've got just this incredible, incredible cast. So the characters were really, I mean, just genuinely amazing, amazing, amazing casting on this. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like the Beast after he wasn't a Beast anymore. He just lost all his mojo. Okay, so you're, so what, uh, you, you bestiality worked more for this, for the first part of the movie, No, I guess? no, it's, it's not a bestiality thing. It's a lack of chemistry between the actor and the actress, between, um... Uh, Emma Watson and whoever the actor is that played the beast. There's uh, an absolute uh, lack of chemistry. Was it Dan Stevens, I think? I don't know. Um, I don't remember his name, but it was 
it was it was really disappointing because she had such chemistry when he was the base that it when his it was him. Meaning when his makeup came off, there was mm-hmm. no reciprocation. That's where it died. Oh, that's an issue. It was. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, it was interesting. It was a bit of a problem. Um, I'm, I'm a little a little disappointed. Very disappointed um, with the end there, but it was really well done, uh, and of course, it was shot, you know, between here and the UK. So it was it was really well done, and of course, Ian McKellen was funny as hell because freaking Ian McKellen. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's no complaint. It's exactly what you. I think that's my problem. It's exactly what you would expect it to be. It's kind of that moment of give me something more. You've got this incredible cast of actors. Give me something more. Show uh, me your acting chop. Show me what you got. You oh know? Yeah, it was it was Dan Stevens. Okay. It was Dan Stevens, yeah. Uh, it was, think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's the guy in Legion right now. Probably. Yeah. He is. Oh, he did that fantastic turn in that uh, the movie, The Guest. Yes, but and I do like not- him. So that's 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 disappointing to find out that there was nothing there. It was great while he was in character. It was just kind of the end. That you know that 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 really famous scene where he turns back into the prince. It was the well. That was nothing. <laughs> it was just, it was very anticlimactic. Um, I did like. Um, spoiler alert: anyone that hasn't seen it, tune out for a second. Um, I liked that Gaston died. I love Luke Evans. He's one of my favorite actors, and I think he's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I wanted him to die. Like, after watching his Gaston, I'm like, somebody shoot him! Yeah, that's um, never a good I thought, sign. I remember seeing a movie called The Descent, and I hated that, because I just couldn't wait for those women to die. Yeah. And that's not what you're supposed to do in that film. And that's it. And that's what you wanted with Gaston. He was, you hated him with every part of you. Um, I just, like I said, yeah. it was... It was You've everything you a little expected. bit of shit for the, uh... Uh, apparently some people have been bitching about how they made a character gay. Yeah, they did. You know, and that's the, the, uh, the fantastic actor from, uh, the, the Book of Mormon. Oh, he was lovely. He was lovely. It wasn't, it wasn't over the top and it wasn't like shoved in there. It was actually really organic that you didn't really notice it. I don't think to say Uh anything about it. Fair enough. So the gay didn't get in the way? It was, uh, he played LeFou. You know the guy that follows Gaston around and always brags about Gaston? Mm-hmm. Which in our he has a crush on that, Gaston. that character was always a little bit gay. And that's it. I, I didn't, I never thought the character was straight. So it wasn't like a big deal. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think the problem is it's everything you'd expect from Disney and nothing more. Disney. Not one second, you know, not one moment. Is- we will always meet expectations to a point. That's it. And I wanted to see something more. I did like the I did like the guy that played the flute. He was very, very good. Um, and he was he did play a gay character, but again, it was so organically intertwined in the story that you don't think anything of it. Well, at least I didn't think anything of it. It was just he was just a guy in the movie. Who I happened to be gay. Like it was. I, was that character ever straight? Was that a thing? I know. You know that it was always a little bit there. There was always a little bit of that going on. 
but uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think that character was ever straight. Maybe that's why I didn't notice it. Because it just enough. seems that makes sense. That just yep. organic. Um, and I liked that they didn't make a big deal out of it or focus on it. It was simply a part of the background story. Oh yeah, Josh Gad. It Josh Gad. He's fantastic. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was simply a part of the background story. It wasn't heavily focused on, so it was really well done in that way. I mean, really, really well done in that way. Um, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to have on the fabulous Dr. Ross and talk about all things health-related. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bowen. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inter-Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Carino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about getting skinny, getting red carpet ready, and all things gorgeous and healthy with Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Oh, we love having you on. Everyone always has a fun group of questions. Um, one of these made me laugh. One of the questions we have for today really made me laugh, and I have to say, the questions uh-huh. are a cross-section of our most asked questions. I want to I preface the, the questions with that, so when we get to question number three, I want everyone to understand, we've been asked this by a lot of people, so this isn't a... Uh, 
um, a rare problem, apparently. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I'm going to jump right into the questions, if you don't mind, Dr. Russ. Uh, we have a question from Amber in California. Should I consider weight loss surgery? Uh, well, it depends on the, uh, the individual. Uh, and we, we define uh, whether someone's a candidate for weight loss surgery uh, primarily by a number called the body mass index, which most people have heard of. It's, it's the weight of the individual divided by the height squared. And uh, it gives you a range of numbers. Uh, uh, it's actually a pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, uh, what we call a first approximation for obesity. Uh, and you get a range of numbers, 20 to 25 uh, uh, indicates a normal weight, below 20 is uh, underweight. 26 to 30 would be considered overweight. Uh, a BMI of between 30 and 35 is defined as obesity. Uh, 35 to 40 is morbid obesity, uh, as is anything over 40. Now, uh, this has a lot to do with your insurance uh, and, and their willingness to uh, do surgery. So. If you fall in the normal uh, uh, body mass index range of 20 to 25, you're not going to be uh, considered a serious candidate for uh, weight loss surgery. But uh, let me just cut to the chase. If you're between uh, 35 and 40, the morbidly obese uh, range, you would be considered a candidate for surgery if you had other conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, what we call comorbidities. And if you're over 40, you, you don't need any comorbidities. They're usually there. But uh, um, I, I think that uh, uh, if someone's getting up there in their weight, uh, then uh, they should see a doctor about whether they're a candidate or not, and depending on their overall health, they would or would not be. Uh, I might add that there are different kinds of uh, weight loss surgeries. Uh, the most common is called a Rouen-Y, where you uh, divert food away from the stomach and uh, uh, bypassing the stomach. That's why it's called gastric bypass. But there's a sleeve uh, procedure. Yeah, that's uh, the one I had. You yeah, had a sleeve? Yeah, okay. I had gastric sleeve. Well, there are, there are certainly uh, things that uh, if you've had the surgery, you have to uh, be aware of, uh, and sometimes it's lifelong issues, uh, uh, vitamin deficiencies can develop, uh, sometimes uh, bowel function can be affected. Well, uh, I, I consider weight loss surgery to be the Hail Mary play because... Uh, uh, a lot can be done uh, applying principles of bariatric medicine to help people uh, lose weight without going through surgery and then not have the complications of the surgery. Uh, in fact, most uh, programs that do bariatric surgery require 
that you've had at least a one-year try uh, using conventional medications, diet, and exercise to lose weight. Now, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask Paul at the end of this how he fared with that surgery because I'm really curious about that. But I do want to get to the, to the question. Um, and if I get into that, I won't. So, uh, are sugar substitutes safe and how much of them can I consume each, each day from Jessica in California? Well, uh, what you're getting basically from uh, sugar substitutes is, uh, is sweetness without the calories. Uh, in the past, uh, safety has been an issue. Uh, such as the original sugar substitute saccharin, uh, that was linked with liver cancer uh, in rats and uh, I believe uh, bladder cancer in rats. Uh, it's never been completely proven, and, and nor has it been taken off the market. Um, um, is 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 this like a cigarette kills thing? The company doesn't want it off, but it's actually bad for you, or well, the, do we really not know? The FDA has looked at it, and uh, they have a rating system uh, called uh, GRAS, or generally recognized as safe. And so if you're going to use an artificial sweetener or sugar substitute, you might look at that. They also have acceptable daily intake ratings. uh, uh, And I believe you asked how much I can consume every day, but... uh, uh, that that's a rating that depends on um, what kind of uh, if it's Splenda or uh, uh, these others that are available. So uh, uh, it, it depends on uh, what sugar substitute you're eating. But um, do they want? Do they do what you want to do? Uh, you know, to prevent weight weight gain. Uh, you know, this is a question that is asked. Uh, they probably don't. They probably don't succeed in uh, accomplishing that because I believe we had discussed before that they actually uh, may increase your consumption of sugar in the long run. It is kind That's of right. The- we we had a we had a similar question um, probably a month ago. Not similar. It was different, but. We did have a question about artificial sweetness about a month ago. Well, it's a hot topic. <laughs> it is. It's one of our most commonly asked questions to you. It's about artificial sweetness. So I'm, I'm anxious um, to get to the third question because I think that's the uh, funny one, right? The... Yes, the third question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it this by telling everyone, we don't take any questions that have one write it online. You actually have to have this written in multiple times for us to pull this question. And since we've had Dr. Russ on, we've had this question or one similar to it at least once a week. I didn't know anal leakage was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. Um, Dr. Russ, (laughs) do Lay's potato chips really cause anal leakage? And if I'm having anal leakage, is it just from the Lay's potato chips? That is from Anonymous in Colorado. We've been asked not to share their name. <laughs> Personal experience? Well, that's yeah. a, that's a, uh, a valid question. In fact, uh, uh, we uh, uh, had a uh, what they call a artificial fat or a fat substitute that was uh, 
introduced on certain varieties of Lay's potato chips that uh, uh, do cause, does, did cause, and as far as I know, the product's still on the market, uh, anal leakage. It, it's a, uh, an artificial fat called Olestra, and uh, uh, not everyone uh, reacts badly to it, but uh, uh, it could be, uh, in certain individuals, the cause of that problem. And uh, it's not just from Lay's potato chips. Wherever you find uh, the use of artificial fats, uh, which, uh, you know, sometimes will supposedly, if people are trying to eat low-fat diet, they'll look for products with Olestra in it. But that, that's... Uh, in fact, what causes it that that ingredient? So, um, uh, yes, I, yes, I, I know I'm. I, I know I'm not a medical professional here, and and if I'm wrong, please please tell me I'm wrong, Doctor Ross. But if something's making your tushy leak, isn't that a good sign to not eat it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, just a yes, shot in the dark. That's a good instinct of uh, self-preservation <laughs> to think along those lines. Certainly. <laughs> I can't really stress that this enough. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so, so Paul dealt with this. I, yeah. I've never, I've never dealt with this. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, what, what advice would you have for uh, the, the anal leakage, <laughs> Doctor Ross? Maybe a court. Well, uh, I think I'd look at that issue, uh, you know, see if there's a lester in the food that you're eating, eliminate that from your diet. Uh, if not, it, it could be uh, the consequence of another medical problem. It's uh, a rather uh, nonspecific symptom, really, but, uh, you know, it has been linked with uh, the, the use of a lester in, in the low-fat Lay's potato chip brand. And I was looking okay. at that, uh, you know, uh, not too long ago because it is a question that comes up. You're right, and uh, uh, it's not in all Lay's potato chips. Only uh, they're low, they're low fat, um, where they use the Olestra. So it's, it's okay. important not to paint with too uh, broad of a brush because you uh, get paint on yourself, but. Uh, it's uh only it was just paint. <laughs> yeah, let's let this is no I have no bad love. I've worked with Lays, I've worked with the company before, they're really great. I didn't know this was a thing. Um so I, I'm gonna throw out some advice there. If you're on a low fat maybe try the Palm Springs diet and stop eating the low fat potato chips. There if you, you go. guys want a <laughs> if you guys want a copy of the Palm Springs diet so you can avoid those potato chips. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can find it at AuthorHouse.com, or you can go to uh, KennethRussMD.com and get a copy of the Palm Springs Diet and get yourself skinny. We have a book this way, a copy of the Palm uh, this week, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet to give away, courtesy of Dr. Ruff. I know everyone buys for these, and I think they're starting to send more outrageous standout questions. Unfortunately, the anal leakage one was not one of the outrageous questions, but I will one, one day uh, with, with, uh, when we have Dr. Russell, maybe next re- week, read some of the more outrageous questions we've gotten with people asking for books. 
Um, Dr. Russ, who would you like to send your book to this week? Well, I, I think the uh, first uh, listener asked a, a, a very uh, a good question about uh, bariatric surgery, uh, how to approach it with uh, a clear head, open mind, uh, knowing that it's it's not always, uh, excuse me, that was my intercom. Dr. Sorry, the lights got in the way. We, we're, 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 I know we ran over time. We've kept you longer than we're supposed to, and I know you're busy at work, so I am very sorry. Um, I'm we will send sorry, but I think the number one question is is, uh, is my favorite, and uh, so uh, I don't know. I didn't catch the listener's name, but I, I hope they, they'll read uh, the book in good health. So that's for Amber in California. So she's a local girl. We're going to send you, courtesy of Dr. Russ, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. So maybe you can give that a try before you go in for a gastric bypass. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. Nice, nice spending time with both of you. Well, it's always good spending time with you. Thank you so much. Guys, when we come back, we're going to be talking about all things Hollywood, but I do want to talk to Paul a little bit about his gastric bypass. So I'm really curious about that, and I promise we will read out some of the more outrageous questions for Dr. Russ, um, but he may not come on the show or speak to us again with some of them, so we're going to be nice. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland. We just got done with uh, the fabulous Dr. Rugg talking about all things skinny. Um, and, Paul, and we are going to be on with Patty Morris, my mum, talking about up-and-coming films in Hollywood. So, mum, Paul, welcome to, back to the show. Well, mum, welcome back to the show, Hi. Paul. Hi. I know you've been yeah. here the whole time. After mm-hmm. the last conversation, I don't know what to think. I mean, come on, leaking anuses? How did you really How did you say that straight? When you I've had more than one write-in. Apparently, there is an oil that causes anal leakage in these chips, and everyone's eating them to be low fat. Yep. Yes, they do. Yep. Heads up on that. Any overeating of anything with a lot of oil in it will do that, like pepita nuts. So just a heads up. Yes, I, I didn't know anal leakage was a thing. <laughs> but ironically, that's not the worst questions we've been asked for Dr. Ross. I think the worst one we've had so far is we had a woman take a picture of her private part and send it in oh. to ask if the sores were a problem. Oh. So I, I think that was, yeah. I did not forward that to Dr. Ross. Aren't a problem? <laughs> I mean, what, what planet aren't sores a problem? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Paul. All I know is I like Dr. Russ and I respect Dr. Russ, and I did not forward that to Dr. Russ. Mm, no, I want him to keep coming on the show. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I, I told him to go see a gynecologist. That's all I could do. Um, speaking of painful and invasive things that are happening to, to people these days, uh, Selena Gomez is set to star in a remake of Gone with the Wind. She'll be playing Vivian Lee's title character, Scarlett O'Hara. Uh, right. My comment is, are you um, fucking kidding me? <laughs> I just find it interesting. Um, wow. Wow. I don't that know was what a really polite way of saying that's ridiculous. Well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fine. You can, you can say yeah, that. I, 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 I mean, come on. Who, who are you going to get to play Rhett Butler, Justin Bieber? Well, maybe they're trying to cater to a younger crowd, but I think that would lose it. I'm sure they wouldn't because Rhett Butler was just too phenomenal. Oh, my. But it, this, I don't know who they're going to cast as Rhett Butler. I don't know who they're going to put as Mammy in, in Hattie McDaniel's character. Um, Octavia, like, uh, uh, Paul was talking and talking about people you could cast, but nobody's going to stand up against Selena Gomez's Scarlet O'Hara. Yeah. Who the hell well, wants to be a part of that? I- I, you better I cast somebody movie. really good for that part, yeah. for the Hattie McDaniel part, um, if you're going to go with Selena Gomez. Yeah. Any, anyway, Miss Scarlett, um, the problem yeah. being, I think Octavia Spencer might be a little too old for that part. That's not an insult. She's a wonderful woman, but it really was kind of a young, you know, yeah. ignorant. So for Mammy? No, no, not for Mammy, for Hattie. We're talking about we're, we're talking about Octavia Spencer as Mammy. Yeah, same person. Oh, 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 oh. 
Oh, played Hattie by McDaniel Hattie McDaniel. No, not Mammy. as not as the not as the Hattie the character. Hattie McDaniel's character, Mammy. Sorry, yeah. there is a character in God with the Wind called Hattie. So let me get this right. We're talking about Thank Hattie you. McDaniel. You had me completely confused. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. So um, Hattie McDaniel was the first bit of, uh, black Oscar winner ever of all time. She got the part from Mammy in Gone with the Wind. The character Hattie is an irritating twit. Um, <laughs> there's the difference. There's the difference. Um, and you're right. Uh, okay, okay, difference. It should be way too you old know, to play you know Hattie, but park. we're talking about her playing Hattie McDaniel's character. Well, what would you think of Oprah Winfrey in the part? She is oh, phenomenal. She's phenomenal. We don't picture, um, you know, her in obviously a lot of roles because she stopped acting. But, gee, I think she would be incredible. incredible. Yeah. I'd like, but even, even if you look at Whoopi Goldberg in her straight role, she could do it. Where she I'm was, caught, it's not my first thought. And then I came up with Oprah after Whoopi just because mm-hmm. yeah, of... Whoopi's Color Purple. Just choose anyone from the Color Purple. Yeah, I yeah. Think oh, my God. In the case, I think that in the case of Oprah Winfrey and Whoopi Goldberg, uh, they're probably going to have the same reaction that we're having to this whole project to begin with. So best of luck getting Yeah, that's, that's it. You're not getting Oprah Winfrey or uh, Whoopi Goldberg because they're going to look at this and go, you put Selena Gomez as Scarlett O'Hara? Yeah. But what I found interesting is you made the reference to what I perceive as, you know, a absolutely fabulous all-black movie. But that was the reference you make, and that was an old movie. Do we have anything newer to refer to for actors and actresses when we think of it? Uh, fences. fences uh, we just had. We really don't have films of the same caliber that we did with um, The Color Purple. I, I loved Idlewild. Oh. I thought that was phenomenal, but we really, uh, film has changed. When The Color Purple well, made, there wasn't a, a distinction between black film and white film. Today, there is a distinction between all audience film, which means white film, and urban, which means black. So one yeah. thing I've done when I work with anybody who does, um, and I've done it with you, Mum, your project was considered urban, your television show. So I made I you take think- the word urban yeah. out because it gives it to a wider audience. Urban out my life, girl. What's she talking about? That's not, that's not <laughs> I, I understand. I'm, I'm simply saying that by placing that word in, it, it may, gives you a smaller audience. Um, and what's happened over time well, see, I thought have the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I thought the opposite. I thought it would actually increase the audience because... Um, you know, there's still, I hate to segregate this, but, you know, the wider areas still want to keep up with the style of dance. And because of, of that, they're going to but, really but do a show urban. like this that they feel. What do you think Soul Train was? And yet I'm doing of a mixed course. show. Which yeah, but you're, you're arguing for the quality of the project. I'm telling you that everyone running the studios, and I mean this because I know a few of the people are listening because they're friends of mine, are racist assholes. (laughs) Really? You got it. it, From a marketing perspective, unfortunately, you're absolutely right. It's not about quality. It's really about the minute you add the word urban, they tell you to go to BET. I work on a lot of projects that are considered urban projects. I don't, and I don't like the way there, there is a really heavy divide, and that's not something that Hollywood's going to tell you. 
but there is. And so if you can pull out those words, it changes things. But The Color Purple was I, not a black film. It was an incredible no. film. If it was made okay. today, okay. it, would, it would be considered urban. So it, it's really, it, it's bullshit phrasing to, to break things up for marketing purposes and distribution purposes. Um, but I, I, jumping back to the original uh, conversation, there is no way you're going to get Oprah Winfrey or uh, Whoopi Goldberg or even Octavia Spencer, anyone, to go in a film that is going to have Selena Gomez as Scarlett O'Hara. Unless you're putting Rihanna as Mammy, like, you're not going to get anyone to do this, at least anyone with a decent reputation. And then on top of it, they're playing one of the most iconic characters. You know how they did redid Romeo and Juliet to appeal to a younger crowd. I mean, they made it, uh, hey, you know, hip. And that, Romeo and Juliet was done do in an incredible way. This mm, was just a remake. Yeah, it they was, they modernized Romeo and Juliet. If I'm assuming you're referring to the Baz Luhrmann production, but they still is. kept the original Shakespeare text. Right, but they right. Changed, but I'm saying they changed the. The screenplay, the original, you know, keep it close to the original screenplay, and that would be screen. They haven't got the problems or the costs they would have had with that. Can you, if you can think of the, but they, uh, they do. The cost of CG is really, really high, and on top of that, um, they're modernizing Casablanca, and that's being done with Miley Cyrus. And I've actually seen some bits um, coming out of that, and I've seen some of the script. I happen to like Miley My- Cyrus, but. So, so do I. But my hat's off to them for doing it that way. Mm. Um, you know, my, my hat's off to them. And we actually have a write-in, which is, if we're going to do Gone with the Wind, how about getting Pamela Anderson and David Hasselhoff? <laughs> if, if we're going to go to this low, let's you know, do that. Well, one, I like Pam Anderson. 1997, it could have happened, but no. <laughs> you know, I, I like Pam Anderson. Um, and that, by the way, was a write-in. That was from Scott Haskins. He's an amazing composer. Go check him out at scotthaskin.com. He does the music and all of that um, and the intro to this show. So that epic music you hear is done by him. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little horrified, really, that they're picking Selena Gomez. Well, I'm thinking uh, I, I would go after the, our Hunger Girl game, Games girl. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. You yes. Think, okay, I wouldn't argue with I her. I think she can My argument is not... I don't mind that. And I can think of great actors that could do Rat Butler. Again, George Clooney. But it really, I get, I get what they're doing with Casablanca. I get that they're modernizing it. I get that they're using Miley Cyrus. I get where okay. they're going. She's okay, not really a strong line, actor, but they're kind of going musical. Summer. I get that. That makes it bottom this line, is ridiculous. Yeah, but bottom line on the whole thing is how can Selena Gomez play a little southern white belle? Yeah, there's also bad casting on that part. I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, I, I don't even, I don't even know if she can do a southern accent. I'm just, I think I'm just appalled by the entire situation. Um, I, re, I mean, really, genuinely appalled by the entire situation. And actually, again, from Scott Haskins, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's a strong actor. He might be good, and he's closer in age with Selena Gomez. So that's the casting for Rhett Butler. Go with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's close enough that he can pull it off. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Yeah, you're spot on there, Summer. The minute you said his it, name. It wasn't that, me. That was Scott Haskins. Oh, thank you, Scott. Um, huh. that, but I, 
he's right. I think he's young enough and he can do it. But do you know what I think would make this Gone with the Wind better? Not casting Selena freaking Gomez as Scarlett O'Hara. Just, just throwing that out there. That's a fair. That's that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's not that I'm against remakes. I mean, let's let's face it: remakes, prequels, sequels, and everything else are kind of turning into my bread and butter these days. I just worked on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm working on the new Star Wars um, Han Solo thing. So I'm, I'm not going to bag on sequels and prequels. I'm all for them, and I'm great with remakes. I wish we'd put out some more original content, but I suppose Selena Gomez trying to act her way through Gone with the Wind would count as original content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm curious, is this a joke? Is this something they're putting out as, as a promo thing? Is this going to be a comedy? Is this going to be a parody? Like, is well, there a reason that this is happening? Director. The casting director has been fed the kind of uh, thing that they need to uh, choose who they need. I'm sure there was a panel there, too, so I can't even imagine. No, there's there's no way they would have had Selena Gomez try out. They would have just taken her on name values. And nobody else has been tapped. They haven't announced anyone else being involved. Just her. Maybe it's a sequel to it. There was a book afterwards. No, they're not doing Scarlet. They, they did the movie Scarlet, and it was poorly acted because, I mean, come on, who's going to compete with Vivian Lee and Clark Gable? Um, but I'm going to yeah. ask you, and I'm going to ask Paul, both of you have been involved in the casting process. Do you guys think Selena Gomez is capable of doing this? Uh, you really don't need to ask me that question. I think I've stated <laughs> my, my initial reaction to hearing that was... <laughs> well, Summer, part of it is because we who have you know, grown up with Gone with the Wind as a classic movie. Um, this, I think Mom's just going for a nice way of saying no. stupid. Um, your original question was, Summer, please. Can you do what, from a casting perspective, can you see this working? Well, I I personally can't, but I wouldn't cast it that way because, again, I grew up with the glamour of that particular movie, and uh, Vivian Leigh was absolutely classic. And, you know, there was so many layers to her in that movie. I really don't think Selena Gomez is up to that. I don't think anyone's up to that. They couldn't even cast when they originally yeah, cast well, Vivian Lee. They did been through every American actress, every actress they could. They had to, I mean, really, they've been through hundreds to try and get the right Scarlet. It took hundreds and hundreds of actresses trying out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I think this, I'm hoping this is going to be like Shia LaBeouf's I'm Not Famous Anymore, and this is a joke. But the longer oh. this joke's going on, the less I'm thinking it's a joke. And that's what's starting to concern me, is we're getting to a point that this isn't funny anymore, guys. Seriously, Hollywood, if you put Selena Gomez in that role, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. You guys uh, do lots of well, dumb stuff. I to give you every time. <laughs> uh, one of the things I was thinking of earlier before the show, and you're talking about Selena Gomez and all of these actors now, and I'm not sure of the age range for your show, but I'm finding out when I talk to older people, they do not have a clue of who uh, the identities of any of the stars anymore. 
are perceived stars, no. or who's top of the list. They, uh, you you have to... There's a different breakup in stars today than there used to be. There's television stars, internet stars, movie stars, music stars, yes. and celebrity yes. to celebrity. So there's, yeah. there's these, these five different categories that didn't exist. Once upon a time, we had fame. Now yeah, we have right. fame Deep and star. infamy. Yeah, we, right. we have fame and infamy. Like, really, Kim, who gives a shit about Kim Kardashian? Well, apparently a great deal of the world. You know, who cares about Teen Mom? The, the reality shows have really cheapened fame. So fame isn't a glamorous thing anymore. It's building someone up on a pedestal and tearing them down. Um, so fame is far more transitional than it used to be. Once upon a time, you had superstars. But there really aren't any standout superstars from this generation. Leonardo DiCaprio, standout superstar. But with this also, younger generation, when you get after the millennials, yeah. pardon? I was going to say, but the spinoff of that is, of course, in with the big famous stars, too, we didn't have internet and the problems we have today with tearing down these people and letting their life... Did, you, you did to a degree. Carmen Miranda had a photo taken where you could see that she wasn't wearing underwear. Her career was over. But it wasn't as rampant. Um, you, had, you, know, you had your rumors, you had your gossip and all of that. But what you didn't have... Um, and what this generation doesn't have, the last superstars kind of came out of the millennial generation. They're the millennials, which is my gen, which is, and, you know, from, from the early 80s to uh, 2000, they're about. That 20-year period is kind of where the last superstars sort of came from, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio's, the Kate Winslet's, those people. Yeah. Because yes. the younger ones are, are flushable. Yeah. They're really transferable. Um, they, they, they're disposable. It's a disposable celebrity in a way that never existed before. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's easier to get there and be recognized, so let's face it. It is. Oh, guys, we're, we're at the end of the show. I'm so, so sorry. We have to jump off. Thank you very, very much to Patty Mars, to Paul Michael Bowen. Um, we got to the end of the show. We got caught up. I promise we will get to questions next week or I'll have Patty, my mom on again, Patty Morris. And we'll talk more about this because we have a whole bunch of opinions coming in from people on Facebook and Twitter, and we haven't answered all of them because we got into our own conversation. So thank you to Paul Michael Bowen. Thank you to my mom, Patty Morris. I'm Sonna Helene. Thank you. Behind the scenes. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.